Hey guys, this is Frederick, and this is Saturday AM Daily, episode 7. Uh, so this is a bit of a milestone for us, because there are seven days in the week, and this is supposedly a daily podcast. We certainly have not recorded daily episodes like this, uh, but uh, we're pretty excited about this episode nonetheless. Uh, this is going to be uh, a great episode to kind of explore the mission of this podcast, which is basically to do geek talk uh, the way that you see in a lot of podcasts, but to do it with the sort of real perspective that Saturday AM uh, provides. So we have obviously more diversity than a lot of podcasts, and we're bringing into it a wealth of uh, different experiences. And so we have a chance to just look at it with a different type of perspective. And so we're really excited uh, for this particular episode because this is all about really the crux of business as it relates to uh, comics and, and entertainment. So we are here at Wizard World. Philadelphia. Uh, it's running from May 17th until the 20th. I actually arrived yesterday morning and uh, met two of our artists. Uh, the booth was set up and uh, had some, some uh, issues along the way, but uh, nonetheless, you know, we got everything set up and we're ready to rock and roll. Um, we had a so-so uh, day yesterday in terms of, it was only a four-hour show yesterday, a five-hour show. It went from 4 p.m. till 9 p.m. at night. But uh, but it was still fun. It was nice to see uh, one of the artists I had never met in person before, named Mark Reed. Uh, I also hung out with David Yoon, uh, who I've known, you know, I've gotten to know for some time, and who's uh, just one of my uh, all-time favorite people. Um, and so it was really fun. Uh, Philadelphia is a beautiful city, even though it was kind of muggy and rainy yesterday. Um, and so it's just as cool. It's really neat to uh, be in the situation to get to explore so much stuff. Uh, uh, with this company in moments like this, these Comic Cons. So uh, we've been doing these conventions now. Um, this year we began a tour uh, exclusively with Wizard World. Uh, we went to Cleveland and then Portland, and now we're in Philadelphia. And, uh, and so this show is expected to be the biggest show uh, of the ones we go to. Now, rain not permitting, uh, you know, because it is raining a bit this weekend, the entire weekend. Uh, we do expect it to be a pretty big show, but uh, nonetheless, we have a lot of uh, creators coming down, too. So, again, what makes the show big is that we've got creators, uh, Blake Sh uh, Showers, who is new, uh, very well known if you follow him on social media. Uh, we've got David Yoon, as I mentioned, Frederick Ward, creator of Comet Man. Uh, Mark Reed, of course, will be back today. He's the creator of Z Forever. And we have Luke Minotatoloro making his first appearance at a convention, I think, uh, for Better Off Ignorant, and then we have, of course, White Manga. So, uh, so this is, again, it's going to be an interesting uh, podcast. We're going to really talk about the business aspects of this and the difficulties of, of running a company when you've got to go to conventions. So as I indicated, this episode is going to be really different because what I intend to do with this episode is really talk about, in real time, the difficulties of running a company in the comic book space. And uh, ironically enough, I'm doing a panel on this very subject. Uh, this coming Sunday. Um, so this episode, uh, again, skewing the daily idea, will be a daily recorded podcast, but it will not air until it's complete, which will be after the 20th, which is uh, Sunday. And the reason I want to do this is because I want to give everyone a complete work breakthrough or breakdown of what it takes to run a company. And I was thinking about this earlier, and I think what this podcast will show when everything's done is how much running a company is like being a parent. And look, I'm a crappy parent in real life, but, you know, but, uh, but uh, running a company is like being a parent. And so think about it like this. You have artists or people who work for you who want to do X, Y, Z. And you're constantly, if you run the company, you run it and you run it uh, 
uh, you run it uh, uh, the, the right way, uh, then you're constantly having to tell them no. No, we can't do this. No, we can't have that. No, we can't do this. And it's like being a kid or being a parent of a kid who's looking at the neighbors and saying, but Bobby's, you know, and, and Tyrone's parents get to do this. Why can't I, why can't we do this? And so you're stuck being like, okay, wait, so crap, I, I, you know, there's nothing I can do. I can't help you with this, you know, because, you know, we, we the, the money you know, that we've got to have for other things that's important to the family, or at least that as the parent you're saying are important for the family, other things are just simply too important. And so, for example, today, I mean, yesterday, so this was Thursday. Now, I, I arrived Thursday, two of our guys arrived on Thursday, uh, and, uh, and the show began late Thursday, 4 o'clock on Thursday, uh, ran for five hours till 9 p.m. Before the show began, I lost over $200, damn near $300, just in incidental charges from electricity to lift rides to, uh, to incident, you know, other things that we needed for the, for the, for the show. Uh, that's not counting FedEx stuff that was sent and you had to pay for that in advance to come here. That's not counting any of that. D- damn near $300 before the show began. And that's not counting, again, any of the things it took for us to get to the show. And now, uh, you know, I've got uh, one of our artists asking rightly about where to park. And when I check to see what the parking fee would be, uh, at the hotel, it is exorbitant. And so I had to tell them no. And so, you know, you feel bad about that. But, like, this is where we are. We have, again, like I said, we had, you know, we had, you know a very mild day yesterday because, you know, it's, it's Thursday. It's pouring down raining. A lot of people showed up. Uh, and it's Thursday night show. We expect far more people today. But, like, you know, we didn't make this sort of money to justify spending that type of money. So it's a weird animal. And I think this episode will show that. All right, so folks, uh, like I said, this podcast episode is going to be all about <clears throat> Wizard World Philadelphia. It's our seventh episode. And so this is the end of the second day, which is Friday the 18th. We're actually at a McDonald's in downtown Philadelphia. And so I'm here with uh, Lukeman Otutloro, the creator of uh, Better Off Ignorant. Uh, Blake Showers, the new series creator uh, of Tortuga Force 5. And Frederick Ward, creator of Comet Man. So we've all just finished a really exquisite meal <laughs> at McDonald's. And uh, Frederick Ward said, I'm going to say things about it. And uh, so now I just want to get everyone's opinions about today, what they thought of it and so forth. So Frederick, what did you make of today? Did you enjoy it? Did you have fun with it? Yes, I had fun. I thought it was great. I enjoyed meeting everybody and seeing everybody was there, seeing the outfits. That was cool. Everything about it was cool. <laughs> if you haven't checked it out, if you're in the area, you haven't been in Wizard World, come check us out. We're pretty neat. Sometimes. It's great. <laughs> I would like to say that Frederick Ward is not connected to Wizard World officially. And what you all did not see in his presentation just now was, I believe, an obscene amount of gesticulation. <laughs> He moved his hands uh, like a uh, conductor of an opera, and it was very, very emphatic. At one point, I think Lukeman was fearful of something happening because the man uses hands quite a bit. I might be part Italian. I don't know. There's part Italian, folks, in Philadelphia. <laughs> all right. So wow, he's, he did another one. All right. So <laughs> all right. So now we're gonna ask Lukeman what he thought of today. Uh, Lukeman, I want you to keep in mind, Lukeman, the way this app works 
Uh, we've only got like a minute left, okay? So uh, before I have to stop recording, okay? So Lukeman, tell everybody what you thought of it. Nope, you can't hold it because I have to hold the button. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I got to meet a lot of cool people. And <laughs> yeah, overall, it was an amazing experience. <laughs> Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, if I can get this closer to his mouth, I would. I'm trying. I'm trying. It physically be in his mouth. But all right, so uh, so you enjoyed it. It was your first yeah. convention ever, right? Yeah, it was my first Comic Con oh, ever. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. All right. It was nice. And, have you had a chance? Did you make a chance to make it out to any other parts of the show today? Did you go to any other booths? Um, yeah, when I was searching for our booth, I was like scouring the whole building. So I got a chance to see everything. Okay. No, not everything. It was, trust me, it's a much bigger place than that. But. Oh, true, true. Yeah. So, okay. All right. Maybe tomorrow. Okay. All right. All right. So, finishing up our uh, adventure at McDonald's, uh, we're going to chat with Blake Showers, creator of the upcoming Tortuga Force 5. Uh, so, we're going to ask Blake the same question we asked the other two gentlemen, which was what he thought of today's show. Blake, what did you think? I think it was real nice. Like, I'm glad I got to meet, like, everybody and, like, actually put faces to, like, the, like, mangas and stuff and it was real nice I had fun doing the live drawing <laughs> don't talk about a live drawing <laughs> but yeah it was a great experience <laughs> um, alright so a couple things with what you just heard he legitimately thought that I know you heard it and you thought he doesn't care he's just saying the stuff to get off the podcast but no he was smiling he genuinely was happy but that is how Blake talks even when he's showing emotion, none is there. <laughs> so he's smiling and laughing now, so he's very happy. Uh, so uh, you, all the stuff you hear in the background is chaos uh, from being at a high-end establishment. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I, so this is not going to be a great podcast. This won't be a great podcast. Uh, one of the questions I wanted to run through as well is, so Pretty Boy will not be here uh, for the rest of the weekend, I think. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this one day. Okay, so... Uh, what uh, next time we do one of these? What do you hope to be able to do that you maybe couldn't do today? What I hope to do today is one move some more print, move some more subscriptions. First off, but secondly, just just talk to more people. Maybe talk to more people about what uh, specifically you know you do or what the creators do specifically, like what their comics about, what it is. I feel like I didn't really get into that too much today, so I'd hopefully you just get like to get pe- more people involved in what each creator is individually doing you know and what they're about but did you talk to people about comedy yeah yeah i did like a little like a little blurb a little little two second thing you know but most of the time i just tried to you know get them with the subscriptions or whatnot or just be interested so maybe next time now that i'm in the groove and i understand it maybe a little bit more personal stuff like that okay so fair enough. blake what about you what would you do next time um yeah. or tomorrow oh i would just like to talk to more people about just all the titles of saturday a.m because we had a lot of like Good, like foot traffic today and I think a lot of people actually like what we were doing and like how we were doing it and how official it looked so I just hope to talk to more people tomorrow and more live drawing if I can <laughs> couldn't even last 30 seconds bro. Luke what about you what tomorrow what do you hope to get accomplished tomorrow um I would say similar to what Frederick and Blake said you know just communicating with more with more fans trying to get more people involved and Spread the word of Saturday and some more people. I did not tell them to say any of that. So that's actually like I was sitting here going like, wow, they really love Saturday AM. So, uh, <laughs> all right, well, I'll see you guys in the next segment of the podcast. 
All right, folks, this is Frederick, and uh, we are now, uh, this is day uh, three of Wizard World uh, Philadelphia. So um, here's the deal. Uh, been an interesting day today. You kind of talked about it a little bit this morning. Uh, I'm going to give you some more details about it. But right now, we are taking a much-needed kind of end-of-day, uh, just kind of relax session. Uh, it's myself, uh, David Yoon, the creator of Spoon. Uh, Blake Showers, the creator of the new series Tortuga Force 5, and Lupin Otitoloro, the creator of Better Off Ignorant. Now, we are in our hotel room. We're tired. We've had a long day because, folks, you're on your feet a lot at these conventions. Um, uh, like I said, it's been a little frustrating day because we had a couple of negative things occur that affects our overall disposition as it relates to the success of the trade show. But, uh, and you guys don't keep it real, so I'm going to keep it totally real. Uh, David and I, uh, we have had some alcohol. <laughs> and the reason we've had some alcohol is because it has been a long day. And, and one of them, uh, our releases is two grown men. David is 30 and I'm 44, is uh, to have a small bit of alcohol. And so we've done that. And small. so we wanted to chat as small. This is relatively small. So, so, uh, so uh, Lupin and Blake, to their credit, uh, do not drink. And that's, and that's a message for all you kids. Don't drink. Um <laughs> Yeah, be disciplined. Um, and last but not least, White uh, Manga, uh, who was with us at the show. Well, he's being elusive right now. He, he, like he was at the con. <laughs> well, White's, uh, White's uh, had a family member come up, and so he actually went to go spend some time with his family, which was really sweet. So he's going to do that uh, after we all shared a meal together. So, uh, again, as you guys know, I try to you know uh, document some of our stuff with these shows. And as I said, this particular episode... Uh, of the podcast is really all about just kind of the real kind of trials and tribulations of uh, running a business in the space. And I said earlier, if you recall, doing this, running a business is often like being a parent. You know, you often find yourself having to make really tough choices. Sometimes you're not sure if your employees or people who work with you will appreciate those choices. But you you have a long term goal, and so you have to shoot for what you think will make the most sense down the road. But those sort of choices are typically, you know, very isolated and lonely because you're seeing what you think is going to be around the road. You don't know it for sure, but you have to make the tough call. And like a kid, sometimes your employees look at everyone else and go, well, Bobby's parents do that. So-and-so's company does that. And that's kind of where you're stuck. So it's been a tough day today. We'll talk about it. But I want to let you guys know again that we have uh, had a little alcohol. We've eaten some food. And we're relaxing. So this segment that you guys will enjoy will be done in spots. It's called Milk Boy. All right, folks, this is Frederick, and we're back. And uh, this one thing that's kind of frustrating when you're, you know, you're a small company and your technology options are very limited. You have to use uh, what you've got. And what you have sometimes has some really weird... Uh, Takeaways, and uh, in this case, uh, Anchor app uh, forces you to do three-minute chats at a time. If I wanted to do a conversation with someone, I'd have to do it, uh, contact one of our uh, uh, artists who has the app, and we could co-host a segment together, and that would be unlimited in terms of time. That's what I wanted in this case. Three-minute little tranches sucks, but nonetheless, this is what we're kind of forced to do. So uh, with that being said, uh, I'll be kind of the gatekeeper. I'm just going to kind of get into it. We're not really discussing much of anything. We're just going to kind of let the guys just kind of do free, uh, you know, free uh, string of consciousness 
conversation. So I'm going to start with the uh, quietest member that we have here, uh, David Yoon. David, how's it going? Good. I feel good. Good? Yeah. Today you've been drinking it? I drank very little. Very little. I don't believe in alcohol. It's, <laughs> you know, it's a deterrent from much. <laughs> now, David, David, you do spoon. You're kind of like a spoon. That's right. And you uh, have done spoon for how long? It's been six years. Six years. No, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying total. Total? Yeah. Ten, years. Mm. That's my whole life right there. Yeah. That's my first and T- tell, tell everyone uh, very quickly what you, you know, what, what sort of issues were there when you were trying to do Spoon? Back in the first Spoon, I was just a Dragon Ball Z, Yu Yu Hakusho fanboy. So I would just redraw everything I was watching, you know, like, because, mm. you know, I love this. So I want to emulate it to what I... Drew, but then, you know, so I realized eventually I was just a copycat opposer, so I ended it and then started two more stores. Like, I just couldn't find the right fit. Like, mm-hmm. I thought, and I read Bone, I thought, oh, maybe Spoon should be this, like, oh, lighthearted comedy in the beginning that turns very serious, but then, you know, I just, eventually, I'm going to do what I want, and that's why Spoon is the way it is now. And so you, you, did you restart Spoon? What do you mean? Like you, you said, you got to a certain point. Yeah, you're I like, just restarted it. So you just restarted. So, so it's the same kind of concept and characters, right. but you weren't happy with kind of the direction of it. Yes. So you restarted from the beginning and retold the original part, and then have now you've gotten to a point that's completely yeah, you know that's new. Good. Like, and, this yeah. is my, you know, this is it. Okay. This is the story I'm settling. Okay. All right. So, folks, uh, next up we'll chat with uh, Blake and um, and uh, Lukeman, and we'll get a sense of uh, how they have uh, kind of are doing right now. What don't you like, Fred? What don't you like? All right, so folks, that's David Yoon talking. Um, so before we get to what I don't like, let's talk to uh, Blake Showers. Blake, how are you doing? I'm good. <laughs> Blake, so uh, how, how was your experience with the convention? It was really nice. This was only my second convention, and it was still, like, a lot to take in, but I like like the overall experience everybody got, like, just talking to people and, like, them wanting to like know more about us and what we do and just talking to people about diversity in general like not just in comics but like in just everyday life and I think Saturday AM was like a good platform to do that because like it brought people that like what we do and also that look like us and like like the stuff that we actually do and it was just overall a good experience just on the talking to people side and Mm -hmm. just like seeing like actually y'all and like getting to meet y'all and just having it like having it seem like more realer than it like was Hmm. and so uh so i know you said meeting us and stuff i know you didn't mean david in that but (laughs) yeah but uh so (laughs) but so now i'm curious so uh so based on the fact you experienced this um what um what do you think you would do differently next time I think I would be more prepared because, like, I knew about I knew about a lot of the titles, but I haven't like in depth read like everyone. So, like, I want to be more versed in just like everybody's story because because it's a lot of good stories. It's just I haven't like taken the time to actually like read them all because like I'm aware of, like what they are, but mm-hmm. I want to like be like, hey, if you like this, you can check out this one or like I want I want to be more informative to like the people that's coming to our booth. And what and and I think on the flip side of that, my I guess my question was more so in regards to like so because obviously you sold some stuff that you had, mm-hmm. 
So you were able to see some people who, became, who were fans of your stuff. And your series is completely new. Like, it hasn't even come out yet. So yeah. the fact that they saw a print and listened to you and they were really excited, that's got to make you feel good. Yeah. So, so I guess what I was curious about is, like, so would you next time maybe bring some business cards and say, hey, this is how you can find me, or this is how you can find my, my social media accounts? Like, do you, you know, would that have helped? Yeah, I think me having, like, my own personal stuff would have helped, too. Mm-hmm. And, um, I really wanted to get stuff, like, done. Like, I was going to get stickers of the main character, but I was, like, I, it was time, and, like, yeah. I, I knew I wouldn't be able to get it. But I think I want to be, like, more prepared and, like, actually bring more stuff, like, maybe get, like, a plushie made and be like, hey, this is... Like, yeah. I'm, I'm well, maybe, man, maybe get a plushie made. Maybe get a whole action figure made. Those are very expensive. <laughs> but uh, but good luck. I, I, I do love that. Uh, okay, so for those Blake showers, we're going to have a group uh, chat here shortly. We're going to first next go to Lukeman Otutuloro. All right, and so now we're going to talk to Lukeman Otutuloro. He's the creator of Better Off Figure. Better Off Figure is one of my favorite series in, in the company because it, 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 the potential of it is massive, and... These are two very young creators. Uh, Lukeman is only 20. But if you get a chance to check out Better Off Figuring, I highly recommend it. This is, um, this is some Gintama-level just insanity, but uh, with a very unique perspective and diverse characters. And, um, and it's really interesting. So uh, Lukeman's joining us. He's 20 years old. Lukeman, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I'm happy to enjoy this experience, meeting everybody, going to my first Comic-Con seeing all the different people that are there and also just meeting you guys that was a pretty nice experience just putting actual i mean i've seen your faces but actually seeing you in person is really nice. putting the name to the face I'm, yeah yeah i'm uh, the face to the name yeah it's the problem <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to apologize folks i'm gonna to have to um instruct you to turn your audio up <laughs> <laughs> lukeman uh lukeman operates at a uh two on the uh, decibel scale. Um, so, Lukeman, now, you interact with a lot of people as well. Mm-hmm. You had a couple of sales. You sold a couple of, quite a few things. Yes, uh, and you had, was it two people who bought the Kyra print? Um, one it's, person bought the Kyra print. Another brought, bought the one with all the characters. Interesting. Okay, yes. cool. So, you sold two prints. Yes, and uh, that's very good. Okay, and so, so what was your thought in terms of the process of introducing people to a series they probably haven't heard yet, as well as Saturday M in general, but what, what was it like to introduce them to that concept and to be able to explain it to them, and what did you learn through that process? Yeah, I had to find a way to explain it, use things they were familiar with to explain the concept, because obviously it's such a... I'm, I'm aware of how ridiculous it is when I say, like, babies taking over the world. I first started off with just like, okay, have you heard of Babylon? the biblical story Mm. then I'll just say okay it's basically like that but I made it literally there's a race of babies that feared that humans were getting too intelligent and then therefore came down and made everyone ignorant so once people kind of got the connections because I made a reference to the bible uh, to Rastafarian culture and yeah, once people saw those connections, it was kind of easy to get them interested into it. So I thought that was pretty cool. It's very cool, and and I think it's very telling as well that you were able to find in a short time frame what the best way to sell your series is. Because you're right, it is a very difficult series. Yeah. And although I can tell you right now, had you asked me what Babylon, the story of Babylon, I'd been like, TV show. All right. All right. So. Um, 
So this is to the group at large then, uh, David, Blake, and Lukeman. So, um, all right, so Wizard World Comic Con, was this your first comic convention? Nope. It was my second. Second, Lukeman? First, all right, so, you know, when it comes to comic conventions, you know, one of the things we discussed today was the idea that, you know, and you guys know, of course, about the difficulty of, of what I went through with the show in terms of, like, you know, electricity and these various things, which we'll talk about shortly, but... What's your thoughts in terms of us being at a show like Wizard World, which is not an anime-centric show, even though our style is more on the manga-anime side, versus being at an anime-manga-style show? So again, you know, this is interesting because you all have different experiences when it comes to conventions. So we'll start with you, Luke. Man, what, 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 what's your thought on that? Did you feel like this was a, a show that we could do well at? kind of tough at times like I could see the look on some people's faces like when they would look at us and mm-hmm. look at our thing and like uh they just kind of put it off like oh that's that anime stuff let's right. that away. Mm-hmm. so that was kind of that was just interesting to see for the first time but just getting used to um getting used to that stuff so that's it oh you boy uh, I think it, it was like how we can sit. Like it was like kind of. I was seeing like, like it was good because we like stood out from like everything else. But some of the people that like didn't like know about that kind of stuff were like kind of like, oh, what is it? Like one guy, he was asking me like, what's the difference between like manga and just regular comics? And I was saying I I really think it's really just the art style because mm-hmm. a lot of like the comics start off with like a hero trying to ascend to be like something that something better or like a a tale of like somebody growing from like a power or something they got so I was like it's really like I can see like similarities from like Naruto and Spider-Man like all together so I think it I think it's both good and like good to inform people but mm-hmm. good to like be like hey we're different and it's okay to be different and yeah. okay like this what about you Dave? I think usually when I cause I went to a Wizard World back when I was younger mm-hmm. yeah it's based mostly like Marvel, DC, American-based comics. So the fact that I'm a part of this now, you right. know, when back then I was an audience, you know, and now now you know I'm part of the whole vendor thing. To, to be fair, like, but to be fair though, and we've been to several of these shows now this year. Marvel and DC don't are not at these shows. The Marvel yeah. DC legacy and brand are at the shows, right, right, but the but company I mean. and then it's more of an Americanized comic scene. Which, right, right, right. I remember that because you know, and that, and that's really cool that we are bringing something up. So you know, yeah, it's different. So, you know, so something, you know, my view of this, we talked about it earlier today, and I think for those people who are listening who've heard of Wizard World, want to attend Wizard World, so yes, at the end of the day, folks, it's fr- you know, there are some frustrations because, you know, we are a manga-based company, but we're, we're something new, and that's, I think, where it makes it really difficult. It's like, I made this argument earlier that it's like being a, a black kid in a mostly white neighborhood. You know, you're not black enough for the black kids in your school. Because they're like, oh, you live in that fancy white neighborhood. And then on the flip side, uh, your white friends are like, you know, hey, you're really cool, but you're still kind of black. So, you know, we're not sure if we can trust you entirely or hang out with you totally. Because, uh, you know, you still got those black things that I don't fully understand. Uh, and I say that respectfully. I know that, you know, it's, it's well, a more complicated oh, yeah. situation, right? David is, a, David is a straight-up hood, hood man uh, when it comes to uh, dealing with uh, uh, different economic situations. But I... um. I think, though, what I would say to everybody uh, here 
is that I don't think it's a Marvel thing or a DC thing or an American comics thing. I think the reason the show has some difficulty for us, and again, we've we've terribly enjoyed it. I, I, you know, I'm not one to try to kiss the butt of anybody, but I think that it's more of an entertainment show. And I think that's the difference. It's more of an entertainment show, so meaning that it's more of a show for casual comic book fans who are fans because they like the movies or they like the voice actors, and so that's why they come to this thing. They don't come to buy comics, right? There's very few, I, I don't even know if I saw a, a, a used comic book section. No. Uh, maybe there might have been like you know, yeah, stuff like that. It may have been like you know, supplementing other stuff. But I saw, you know, booths there had 3D printing. They had you know, fake swords. They had. Uh, there was a really cool kids section, you know, it had like puppets and stuff. Uh, there was, uh, uh, you know, stuff featuring uh, different cosplay options. And so, uh, of course, Japanese paraphernalia. So it seems to me to be more of a commerce show and more of an entertainment show. And the idea of you having a brand that is a comic book or manga type of brand. I, in other words, I don't know if anyone would do well if you were a comic book publisher there. Like if you're just a normal comic publisher, I don't think they're doing it better than we are. Like I, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, if you're not Marvel in D.C., and again, hence, keep in mind, we are, we're, we're how far away from New York? Two hours. And who was Marvel here at all? Marvel's in New York. They sent they nobody here. I mean, not officially that we know of, so they didn't have a big booth or anything like that. So it's a weird thing. I mean, do you guys think, does it sound right, or does it sound like maybe I'm barking up the wrong tree or what? That definitely makes sense. It seemed like, it definitely does seem more oriented toward, like, casual like actual comics right yeah. I mean that's why I thought walking around like, there's nothing that great here it's just you know it's just ugh. that's my conclusion <laughs> stuff we've seen your videos alright alright so uh, so David since I since you since you got cut off uh, ceremoniously uh, alright so we are two years later we've somehow survived that's and, right yes and uh, I want you to paint a picture for us for the guys in the room here, and for uh, our, our listeners, what does it look like for Saturday AM two years from now? We're going to have more books. We're going to have more uh, stronger properties. But I think most of all, we got a good team right now. We're going to be more consistent. We're going to keep releasing stuff, and I feel confident that we're going to be more consistent, you know? You, know, you do know that Luke is in the room. Uh, oh, huzzah. Why disrespect <laughs> my brother? Alright, so for folks, I'm teasing Lukeman. He's he's one of our slower creators, but he has an excuse. He's in school. I got a little bit of rump so I could talk back to my boss. But, the, please know, don't put that on the bed. Don't put that on the bed. But come on, man. Lukeman, Lukeman, go ahead. What, what's your rebuttal to that? Oh, he pretty much explained it. <laughs> <laughs> school. school. So, Lukeman's got, so two years from now, Lukeman, school? Uh, hopefully, I'll be finished. So will you be uh, further along with Better Off Ignorant? Yes, sir. That's the plan. That's the plan. All right. What about you, Blake Showers? Blake Showers being new to us, folk, again, launching Tortuga Force 5, a Sentai-style series, which I promise you, if, we, if I let Blake explain it, you will have to listen to this <laughs> section of the podcast multiple times. So I'm not going to do that. But just think Sentai with minority characters uh, or urban characters. Uh, what... Two years from now, does it look like for you? I'm really hoping I can have at least two volumes out of it and have like a good like reception from people and people like just like it. And I, want, I hope I'm in the, the game like at that point 
and yeah, I'm hoping that it's it's like one of the characters like that people like. Like I I know it, I I'm still trying to figure out how I can like brand him because like he's like like cocky, but I don't want him to be like oh everybody hate him. Right. So like I'm I'm hoping like I got everybody all good and fleshed out and everybody likes it and not and and. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. It's all right. That's okay. He's not been drinking, folks. I'm like thinking about two years from now. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I really hope like two books and like people like it. And oh. it's a well received series. That's interesting. You're talking about two books from now. Just keep in mind that you know we haven't. You haven't even completed chapter one. Two years yeah. from now, two books. That's that's almost like seven chapters a year. Is that possible? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try. <laughs> that's pretty good. Sorry, my king. Sorry, my leash. <laughs> all right. All right, folks. We're, I'm so sorry about that. Uh, David, you got out of hand. Um, all right. So we had a good discussion just now about the future. I think that was a really good discussion. So the next question is, what are the obstacles that we face going forward? So I want to start with where I'm going to basically start from where we left off. So, Blake, what obstacles do you see in terms of you being able to do what you're trying to do uh, for Saturday AM? And just in general for Saturday AM, what sort of obstacles do you think we might run into that you're concerned about? stuff so quick and they want it like so free but I think if we just like get a point like get the point across that like we're creating this and like we actually work hard on this and it's it's not even bad to get a subscription like five dollars you use that like latte yeah yeah you ain't lying like this every day but a latte uh, from Starbucks a happy meal yeah Mm -hmm. five bucks yeah and like it's for a year that that's that's the best subscription I've like heard of like back in the day like the big old Shonen Jumps mm-hmm. they were like five dollars like each and yeah like, oh yeah 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 and like you would have to wait for them and might they might come out they might come out on time and like no but, like we're getting it to your email like you're gonna have it like right. when it when it's supposed to come out so I think that's the main obstacle like that I want to like tackle head on just getting people to like freaking read and mm-hmm. sign up and look that we're working hard on it and everybody's working hard on it and it's not like no I have play thing like it's a real thing y'all need to like actually support alright uh, uh, I think yeah the hardest obstacle would just be just like selling any product just getting people to subscribe mm-hmm. just convincing them that this is something that they should spend their money on and that this is something that they will enjoy in the long run so that's pretty much the only obstacle I can see. Dave, what about you? What obstacles do you think of that? Yeah, finance, money, yeah. and definitely, which is an obstacle, but and for creators, like, you know, we all, we can't do it full-time. So right. Gotta, yeah, especially me. I need, like, 100 assistants. So, you know, we all do. I agree. I mean, I, you know, I think, I mean, I, I think David hit the nail on the head. I think ultimately, when it's all said and done, I think the challenge, the biggest challenge is, because it's just it's just revenue, it's, you know. How you get the revenue is really irrelevant, right? I mean, we could sell all the advertising possible, and we would need subscribers. In fact, we can make the magazine free, which means we get even more readers. But it still requires us, you know. This revenue's got to come from somewhere, and so I think that the you know, the thing, the mark we've laid down that that our product is unique and strong and quality and deserves to be supported has been has our, been well supported. And a lot of our stories are not. All right. So sorry, folks. As I said, this app, we kind of got to do some silly stuff with this app. But Dave, 
you were talking about that, yeah, I mean, one of the challenges is, you know, when it comes to the fact that we've got to make money. Oh, I remember. And revenues. Because the yeah. quality of some of our works, yeah. we're not just doing, like, four strip, like, little panels. We all have detailed works, like Apple Black, for example, all those yeah. backgrounds. And, that's, yeah. and we want that. It's not like yeah, we just... Yeah. Not, not just us, but, I mean, our creators, our yeah, fans want it, too. Yeah. We're not just half... Am I allowed to curse? This is a family-oriented podcast. Right, Listen to by buddy. people who are half, old. We're not half buddy these comics of ours. You know, we're putting in the details. That's how we want it to look. You yeah. Know? And you know, yeah, assistance could help us, but we alone, we want it to be that way. Yeah, so I, that's I why we take our time to do it. That's why it takes so long. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's totally valid. I mean, I, I look. I mean, I I would love to see you guys have assistance. I think that would be ideal. And we, you know, we'd love to try to get to that point, but it's difficult. And you know, but uh, so in your case, Blake, what do you think of that? Yeah, I, I think yeah, assistance would like be ideal, and it's just kind of like we're putting in the work of like, like they they see Naruto and they're like, oh, that's cool, one person, but but they really yeah, like they, they don't know yeah. So it's like we're trying to do all that work, and I I want I want everybody to be appreciated. Like even if they don't like mine, like I know Luke works hard, I know David works hard, I know. White works hard and like everybody. No, folks, knows Blake did not mention me. The no, hell with no, you, Blake. No. The hell with you, Blake. The hell with Blake. But I know like everybody plays a part and works hard, just like for it. <laughs> Psych. He just yells at us. We're all on hamster wheels. Help! Help! Run, run, gerbil, run. The only reason I run this fast is because of the rum. That's, That's right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think that... Keep you well well sauced. <laughs> well hydrated. Mm-hmm. I think that um, it's just like trying to get like a good schedule on, on, on everybody and making sure everybody can like make what they want to, but like make it the quality. Like So even if it takes you a little while longer, as long as it's going to be like top quality, it I guess it just like has, has to be like calculated into that. Right. No, I think that's fair. That's fair. I mean, look, me have anything to add to that? No, I think I think they pretty much said it. Like, it's- <laughs> okay, done. So, <laughs> no, I, I got you. Um, okay, so, so we've discussed some of the obstacles. We've discussed uh, some of the hopes that we have. Uh, certainly, some of the things that you know you guys would like. I mean, first of all, would you have uh, would you have uh, assistance if you could? If I could, yes. And would you? Yes. Yeah, I would probably have. I would too, just in case you cared. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, so tonight, uh, you know, we are we are in the hotel room. Uh, it's a really nice hotel room. Um, Lowe's. Nice. Yeah, I mean, it's not super nice. Lowe's downtown <laughs> Philadelphia. Uh, they usually give us uh, two beds. So here's one of these kind of little things that I promised at the beginning of the episode I was going to talk about. Dave, I swear to God, if you drink more of the stuff, you're drinking all of it, man. You're drinking all of it. Like I, like you know, come on, dude. Um, so, anyways, you know, I, th- you know, look, the, the thing that I think a lot of young young people, and I hope they're listening to the podcast, miss is that it's not particularly. I mean, it's certainly not glamorous. You know, I mean, we're in a really cool city. It's a big city, and. A lot of neat things that we get to see and experience. But look, I mean, you know, the challenges we run into are, are, are vast. I mean, um, you know, so we got the hotel room. We're supposed to have gotten a double uh, bed. We didn't. And so we got a few people uh, with us uh, because we want our guys to have a place to lay their head. And uh, one flip on the floor, I think, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I had the option, but I was just like, I'm, 
Right, he could have slept in the chair. He could have slept in like a little sofa chair type thing, but he slept, chose to sleep on the floor. Uh, another one slept on a cot that we had at then. Two of us shared a bed, and I, I, I refused when I share a bed with anybody uh, to be anything other than butt to butt. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, uh, but no, so, you know, it's, it's, look, it's, it's uncomfortable, you know, especially when you get to be my age, you know, you, you're really, really, really like intrinsically used to, to, to having things on your own and, and, uh, you know, you want to use the bathroom, you know, like you're used to having that kind of be a certain way. And so it's difficult. So there's nothing about this for me, at least that I think is particularly ideal. Like, you know what I mean? I don't like putting my money on the line. I don't like having to do the travel. I don't like being away from my family. I don't like, uh, uh, you know, just the various things that go into it. I have a great time. You know, I've been very fortunate with Saturday M to have assembled an amazing group of young people uh, that that I constantly am, am really amazed and impressed with. And so, so, it, but it's difficult. I mean, you know, we're sitting here now. We're like I said, you know, we're sitting here. We're really debating kind of some things we're going to do uh, for tomorrow because we really got to try to make ends meet tomorrow. We got to try to make some real success tomorrow. And we're going to be uh, with less people than we had in the prior couple of days of the show. So I think it's, you know, this is one of those things where if you think that this is all fun and games, it's not. It's it's extremely difficult. It's a, a lot of uh, planning, just shipping the, the stuff that you need for the booth. If you're not driving up to the location uh, yourself, is a hassle. Uh, FedEx sometimes can try to ding you in ways that you weren't expecting. Uh, the, the convention centers... They can ding you in ways you're not expecting because of union rules. Uh, potentially, the convention can screw you over the 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 group that you're working with, the, whatever Comic Con group runs it, uh, over things that the, that you thought you were getting they didn't give you. So it's it's difficult. So again, you know, I think like I said, you know, so we're sitting here now. It's uh, 10:54 p.m. Saturday night. We have one day left of the show. I've got to literally get up in the morning. Go over to the to the uh, uh, facility and uh, do a two prong thing. I've got to both go to a couple of panels that I'm going to anchor, and I've got to um, prepare to get the stuff that we're not going to ship via uh, FedEx. Prepare to be able to go into my suitcase along with all my other stuff. The other stuff then has to get packaged up and sent out because my plane flight is at eight, meaning that I have to actually leave the area to get to the to the airport by. 5:30. Uh, the show ends at four. I mean, we need to shut down at three. So it's just it's a process. Like I'm gonna get up in the morning and like if I can get a coffee and get a a candy bar, take my medicine. Like it's literally gonna be just a just a gauntlet between when we get there, and wrapping up the booth. And uh, and again, like I said, that like that's not a attractive or fun thing. Um, so with that being said, again, you know a lot of stuff goes into that. So I'll talk more about it later, but. Right now, we could have gone to the after party. We're here in the hotel room because we just chose to be amongst each other. And, you know, some of us are drinking and some of us are just kind of chilling. And I think this is what is unique about Saturday M is that we actually can do this and have fun and laugh and, and not feel uh, <laughs> not feel out of place. So with that being said, uh, David, uh, tell everyone why you keep getting those pings on your phone. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm living the wild stallion life. I'm unicorning. What, what does that mean for our I, I can't tell you because that's a spoon spoiler. All right. Um, By the way, I'm coming back very spoon. So. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I think we can all agree. Milk boy on that one. No. No. Blake, so what words do you have here about just the difficulty of being a comic creator and. Trying to be a part of this whole thing. Yeah, like you were saying, just like 
having to deal with like little stuff like the con like chart. Oh my god, that was so stupid. I, I'm like, what's that? Like that. Like, we were talking about the electricity and all. Oh that. yeah. That, that made me mad too. I was like, how come this wouldn't like address like sooner or like mm-hmm. beforehand? It like when I like first did my when I did my first con, it was like stuff I would run to run into like that. Like I was happy I did it. Like I'm not like crying about it. Like it was a good experience. Like doing that but it was also a lot of stuff like getting up early and like having everything shut down and like just because like you have to like give out so much energy like throughout the three or four days you're there and it's a fun experience it's just like it it, it'll get tiring on like a person so like it it's fun but it's also like it has its draw drawbacks like prayer was saying yeah and i'm gonna talk a little bit more folks because i told you before there was a podcast i listened to once where, where where a couple of female creators talked about this so, for example, uh, I forget the name of the podcast. I think it was like Dirty Old Women or something like that. But it was these three female podcasters uh, uh, who all are working in the comic industry uh, on some level. Uh, probably the biggest name of them is Iron Spike, uh, Iron Circus Comics from Spike Trotman. But they, they had a really a long list. And I, and I was inspired by that for this episode. I didn't obviously I don't want to copy what they did. But but I did think they, had, they made some really good points. And, and one of them was in relationship to... Not the stuff we just talked about, because again, that's a piece that they didn't get into and that, that I think is, is is far more important to talk about. But um, but you know, I think the the biggest challenge is again these hidden costs is really where it gets you. And they talked as well about how you know when you're at these shows, you're trying to sell stuff because you've got to cover the cost. And they they gave this great thing about the they called them booth barnacles. And these were people who would come to your booth and they wouldn't leave. <laughs> and so you couldn't really get rid of them, and so uh, and so and so you're, at some point you kind of get frustrated because you're trying to sell stuff, and yet these people are kind of maximizing your time. There'll be other people coming by that you could talk to to get them to know what you're about, so they can maybe buy something because you're trying to make as much money as possible. And there's one person who's trying to maximize all your time. Lukeman, did you experience that for this show, the booth barnacle, as they call it? Um, not much. Like, mm. Most of the people I spoke to, they actually after I told them about it, they just were like, "Yeah, this is interesting." And then they just went their way. <laughs> so, so, folks, with that, what that's called is Lukeman tried to talk to him, and they said, no thanks, and he walked well, away. No, no, I mean, we, I sold maybe, like, about three, three about. So I just meant the Booth Barnacle in particular. I never right. experienced that. Fair enough. Blake, did you see some Booth Barnacles today? I know no. I did, so I'm just, I'm just <laughs> listening. I'm like, I know I did. Kind of, like, um... I, even if like they were like there for a long time, I was trying to like make sure everybody saw that I saw them. Like that's one thing I don't like is making people feel like I don't see them or like ignore them. So I would try to be like, hey, you can look at this while I t- while I like talk to someone else. And a lot of the people I talked to, it was like if they they got like that we were doing something that we really were passionate about. So like even if they were there for a long time, like I was I was okay with that. What uh now you you did the show by yourself. That one time, did you experience that then? Yeah, were you selling stuff at that show? Yeah, I was like, um, just showing them like four strike stuff, and my editor he had like his artwork, and I had like some of my artwork, so it was kind of like four strikes, but like showing like what we were doing and like how we like did stuff, and like we were both artists, but like I mainly do the drawing for four strikes, so it was just kind of like showing what we could do and also talking about just like the manga mm-hmm. itself. And it was it was cool because it was like in my like hometown, so it would be people I knew, and it'd be like new people. So, it it would be times like I was like talking to people, and I was like, I'm sorry, I couldn't get it. <laughs>
All right, so uh, sorry, we had to cut you off because the way the anchor works. Anchor, fix that. <laughs> but yeah, that was my main thing. Like, it would be like people I knew, and then like n- new people or like people that knew me from Instagram. And I was trying to like really give my time to like everybody, and I didn't want to like seem like a jerk and be like, oh, I went to this booth, but he didn't talk to me. And like that was kind of a, stre- stre- a stressful thing, because like my editor was there and he would talk about his stuff and like four strikes, but it was like I wanted to give like anybody who came out because I know like tickets aren't cheap and like time time is valuable. I wanted to like give everybody their like equal time and be like, hey, thank you for coming out. Hey, I appreciate like you actually coming out. So that was that's one thing I'm like trying to get better at is like give everybody like equals amount equal amount of time and show them like hey, I actually care that you came out and mm-hmm. like like that yeah I mean I, I think that you know again I experienced it I, you know so my thing is first of all I have no problem telling somebody I got I'm, yeah. I'm gonna go help someone else <laughs> uh, because you know I mean it's my company I, I recognize the difficulty in trying to do this stuff um, and I think it's just a respectful thing I think I think you know I think you show people more respect when you're honest with them even if it means that your honesty is that sir or madam you've got to leave because I'm in the middle of something I'm, try, I'm trying to make money yeah. you know David, have you experienced the Booth Barnacle thing? And if so, how did you deal with it? Aside from, uh, you know, tell them, you know, I'm going to text you. No, I try to be nice for the most part, you know, or I just walk away. You know, that's what I... So you know, I don't do that describe, now. Describe your walk away procedure when you... I just booth. say, oh, that's very good. And then I look the other way and just pretend like uh, there's an urgent matter at hand when there's not. So, but I don't do that now because I'm a different person. So, you know, I talk to them to the very end. But, you know, I just, you know, I think it's important to be good to people, especially since we're in that kind of business now. Well, I, look, yeah. I, I don't think... Again, like I said, I mean, and, and some people may view it different. I'm sure they view it differently. I think that there's nothing wrong with being firm and being... Uh, right. A yeah. With someone in terms of like, look, I, I I'm gonna move. Yeah, on absolutely. Yeah, you gotta be upfront and honest. Right. I, I'm like just fair. like I'm with my students. I let them yeah. know. You know, just like my kids let me know I'm ugly every day. You know, I'm like, <laughs> all right, that's cool. Got you. You think I'm ugly? That's cool. They're firm. I'm right about like, Mister You. You're fucking ugly. I mean, you're effing. Oh, I'm sorry. You're effing ugly. I'm, and I'm just saying, okay, that's cool. iTunes. I hope you beep that. <laughs> I hope you beep that from David Yu, and I hope you ban him from future uh, podcasts. Uh, yeah, so no, I think that's fair. I think that's a, a, a good point that, that um, you do have to be firm. You have to kind of just, you know, you know, I, I've read, you know, when I was in corporate, when I was in corporate America, it was always a great line. It's frankly, I use it with you guys yeah, all the time. Yeah, you always use it as part of it. <laughs> no, but the idea is you got to, the idea is you have to set the expectations and, you know, you cannot allow people to not set the expectations. Don't you want to drink now? All right, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, all right, bro. so. What about you, look, man? You sure? Come on, break your seal for tonight. No, thank you. All right, so, so folks, Come on, what, you, what you're witnessing is uh, David Yoon is trying to pressure our youngest, uh, I'm not our youngest uh, uh, artist, uh, and this is this is this is one thing that's great about Saturday M. Actually, this is a great thing about Saturday M. I think, I think, you know, look, I think we we had a talk today with the lady who stopped by the booth, and she was uh, uh, kind of you know kind of giving us her her diagnosis of Saturday M. And 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 I you know I have to say. You know, for me, like, I, I, you know, it's always interesting to me because, I, you know, I mean, I've been in corporate America for a long time. I know how this stuff works. It's not like this is something new to me. That's how we've lasted this long, frankly. Uh, we haven't spent a ton of money. Uh, we haven't had a ton of money. Uh, and, and I think it was interesting. She was telling us about companies who had spent a ton of money and still hadn't beaten us in various sectors except for how they were getting pressed. But, you know, look, at the end of the day, I think that there's 
there's something that really at the core I think is what makes Sidium special, and that is that, you know, at the end of the day, we are normal uh, people who are professional creators, but we're normal people. And so what that means is that, you know, we are able to have fun and laugh and enjoy each other's company. Uh, but when it comes to the artwork, each individual uh, is able to stand on their own in a manner and in a, in a, in a, uh, in a context that is uh, both challenging to their fellow artists within the group and also inspirational. And I think that, um, you know, when I think about this, the, the, what makes this, this kind of secret sauce of us, it's literally that. So, like, I love the fact that, you know, even though I'm extremely liberal, the company is very liberal, you know, I, I'm, it's our mission to try to find more diversity particularly for more female creators. I love the fact that, like I just said, you know, I can say, I can tell you how David was trying to jokingly pressuring two of our guys to, uh, to drink because, you know, it's, it's, it is about, you know, like there's nothing, like we're not, you know, a group that doesn't have fun. We're not a group that doesn't, uh, take ourselves too seriously. We're not a group that is so concerned about, um, the PC element of what we say and do, uh, which I believe in political correctness, but, but the fact that we're not so, uh, slaving, uh, uh, we're not too slab it. <laughs> shit. We're not. We're not so. Uh, oh, we're not. Shit. We're not slave, slavish <laughs> to the uh, to the concept that we would actually then therefore not have fun and not tease and rag each other, uh, which I I get it too, uh, because again that's what you know friendships are and that's what you know companies that. Um, that we're doing things the right way, you know, operated under was a sense of, of, uh, being able to take each other to task in various ways. So I'm always really proud of the way our group r- responds to each other. And every, frankly, every show we've been to this, whether or not they've been financially lucrative to us and most of them haven't, it's always been a scenario where, you know, we go out for drinks or something later and we were able to bond and appreciate each other's company in ways that just, I don't think, and I'm, I'm probably being mean when I say this or wrong, but, I just don't think many other companies at our level, uh, certainly those companies who are trying to compete with us, have even come close to doing. I just don't see that. Um, you know, we have a very unique relationship. And uh, wow, uh, wow. So I just dawned on me that uh, if I let it keep recording, it will automatically just keep going. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> so you cut me off all of those times. <laughs> to be fair, it says heads Racism. up. <laughs> to, to, be, to be fair, it says heads up. Uh, you're now recording long form audio. Certain sharing features will be disabled. So I don't know what that means. But um, anyways, we're now at the three minute, 52 second mark. And wow, we're still going. So don't know. No, no, maybe it's a work. Maybe you messed it won't work. up, boss. Yeah, so see, I'm getting ragged right there. All right, so since we uncovered That's a new gets cut. Uh, since we've uncovered a new a new level of uh, of freedom, um, so who 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 has any topic they want to address? Any topic? Anything interesting? I would like to ask why Sally keeps texting David. Sure. <laughs> but uh, any any comments? Questions? Anybody? You're leaving out in the morning. Yeah, I Look, just man. wanted to say I really appreciate this. Like. Been a pleasure, like to be able to come out here. Like, I really, it's my first time ever doing something like this, so I really appreciate it. Oh, it's fantastic! No, it, 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 uh, it is every show. Not every show, but certainly last year. The New York show, what made the New York show so great? You keep hearing us talk about the New York show. What made it so great, first of all, we had a large number of people. 
So, you know, because David was there, Jamie was there, uh, White Mine was there. Jaime was there. Yeah. Jaime. <laughs> Raymond was there. I was there. White was there. James Sherwin. Uh, the video game company the was Brit- there. The yeah, Jack, yeah, Jack, yeah, yeah Jack, Jack Sherwin, Sherwin from Saturday P.M. British we had, we had, genius. We had Robert Grant. We had <laughs> the, Robert Grant, the CEO of Comic of Class. That's terrible, by the way. <laughs> right, yes, it is. We had the CEO of, Ro- of Comic Draw was there, Absolutely. and then we had the two. Uh, we had one the CEO, and then and then another programmer from uh, Marmot Me, our video game company. Yeah, we got lit. Yeah, and so, and so, uh, what made it so fun was 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 the fact that first of all, yeah, so many people, so there were so many different opportunities to interact and have fun. Um, and and I'm not gonna lie, I, I will tell you right now, because because when White says you know it's our best show. You know, I know that it was our best show, but for reasons that I know White has no idea about. So, for example, you know, I'm 44 years old. I love you guys. Like, I genuinely love you guys. I appreciate, like, you know, taking the young guy. Because Jack was our young guy at that show. Like, Jack was our youngest guy at that show. And I think the guy, one of the kids from the video game company, uh, Atticus or something like that, was young. Both of them were really young. But, um, but and White, it was, White, it was White's first show. It was White's first, uh, first time in New York. So it's like, who was first time in New York? I mean, it's like, so, so it's someone who's like done this stuff a lot, right? Like it was awesome. Like, you know, for me, like that, I get joy from that. I get joy from you guys being, you know, uh, happy and impressed and engaged, knowing that you're doing something, you know, that I'm helping you do something you never got to do before. We brought Andrea Voros uh, to America for the first time. So it, you, you get joy from that, right? But what made the show really fun, the reason it was so fun is because there were people there my age, <laughs> so I was able to, ha- you know, go out for drinks with Robert Grant, and uh, and other and uh, and then Mar- Mac uh, Mac uh, Anderson of of Marmot Media, and you know we did we had dinner we you know we had drinks and they were all the, all the young guys you know kind of did their thing, and but I was able to go out with them and get dinner drink stuff and we could talk and it, and it, and it wasn't like me having to, you know sometimes talk down I could like just. Okay. Yeah, I could have a normal conversation, you know, and so it was really fun, and I, I, I and so, but I, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm always really happy to hear that because, as I've said often, you know, I know, I think the other night I heard White was telling you guys about Crady and some of the other people, and you know, my whole, my whole read on that, and I know people sometimes get, they think that I get uh, uh, very um, negative about former artists who've been with us, and to be fair, to be clear, since this is recorded. We have an all, you know, there's not, not a lot of artists who've left us, you know. I mean, the grand scheme of things is a very small number. But that being said, though, I mean, what frustrates me about it is, you know, there's two things, you know. And at the end of the day, it's like, look, you know, I want people to be successful. So if you leave us and you're no more successful than you were with us, well, you've slowed us down because we were obviously investing time and effort into you. But then you've done it and gotten nothing out of it. So I'm like, well, then what was the point? Like, we got screwed, you got screwed, and no one's benefited from it. Like, you thought the grass was greener, and you're wrong. You know, and I tried to tell you that, but you didn't want to listen. So that part's frustrating. That's just frustrating as, a, as an older person, as a parent, an uncle. Like, you would be frustrated by that anyway. But the other part of that, I think, that, that for me is the frustration part of it, is that, you know, at the end of the day, what, what we're trying to do with this company, if it succeeds, and this is the thing I've always said, is that what Saturday M at its core will do is it will give everybody a lesson that you wouldn't have gotten any other way. Right, like you'll like you like you know, Marvel's not going to give you a shot at learning how to create comics and deal with the pressure of creating a character-driven product like that. Right, it's just not going to happen. Marvel's like going to say, "Hey, you know, look, well, you don't have anything to do. You're in school for art. Come on over." Like that's not how it works. I wish it was that way, but it's not that way. You know, you know, as talented as you are, you know, 
You know, it's not like they're just gonna snap your fingers and say, "Hey, you know, yeah, you got a great, you got a great following." So come on over, dude. You know, you can do some chibi versions of uh, DC characters. It's just that's not how the world works. And so, like, you know, what part of the reason setting Saturday up the way that we did was the idea. Like, I mean, you know, it's not by accident, right? I mean, it's not by accident that we discovered all these young creators and we're like, "Hey, we're gonna work with you." Because we a you know they're they're cheaper and b because we recognize that like if as I said I think I was talking to you about this yeah. earlier today if I've got a young creator who's like seventeen eighteen nineteen and they're already really good and I've got them and I can kind of like help mold them in the right direction of creating really cool content then by the time they're like twenty one twenty two twenty three they're like you know like, like the next hot thing and like they're exclusive Saturday AM and so we're all kind of learning something we're in there for that and if it doesn't work. You still got to go to Philadelphia and go to New York and try these things and see this experience from a different perspective that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Because the only way you got this experience on your own is either do an art contest that you win where you get a free booth yeah. or pay money to go to, a, to, go to the show and, and then go through everything we, that I went through. Get your booth, pay for your gas, Flight. pay for your hotel, pay for your, uh, for your place, pay for your, your passes. If you've got someone helping you with the booth, if if it's set up a certain way, you have to be have to pay for them too. You know what I mean? So it's like, it didn't pay for shipping or pay for you know the certain type of vehicle to take back. It's just so much work when you're talking about these things that it's interesting to be in a position where, um, where where that can be kind of put to the side, you know. And so that's what Saturday is meant to represent is where you can kind of be a creator, focus on just trying to create really cool content, and leave all the other stuff to the side. And for some people that works. You know, some people can appreciate that. You know, David's been at it for a long time, and it works for David. It works, and David works for us. But there are other creators, you know, who who imagine themselves and things being far much bigger. And like I've said, I've said before, anyone who would ever want my job of being able to try to manage nope. egos nah. and do these things <laughs> could take it. But the fact of the matter is that most of the people that we talk about who who kind of put Saturday in a position sometimes that was uh, unfortunate. They're not trying to take you know, like they want more freedom, but they're not trying to do, you know, the stuff that I do. They just want more freedom, where it's just like maybe someone else yelling at them, you know. And then and then they're hating that. They're like, crap, what well, sucks? Yeah, so, so I don't like so, so he, he 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 or she told me I'd be great. Now they're yelling at me about getting my stuff in on time. So I don't know. It's interesting. I think um, you know, this show. Like I said, this show is really interesting because I've having a, I'm having a ball at the show. I've really enjoyed you guys. At the same time, I'm like I'm like man, like you know, because I'm trying to think of how we wouldn't have had that electric bill. I'm trying to think of how we would have had because we would have had the TVs and the TVs I think really give us a certain dimension to the booth. But we got those great videos to show off. Like it's just yeah. really unfortunate. But I don't know. I don't know. So um, any kind of last thoughts before we wrap up this podcast? I assume I'll try to get White in here whenever he shows up. But beyond that, David, it's been lit. <laughs> yeah. Anything serious, David? Put the phone down. Man. No, Put I'm enjoying the, the company down. and uh, we're having a good time. And I believe in the company because you know we're good. And I believe in my boss. What, honestly, what, what do you so so and so you know I've told you frequently. So I so folks, just so you know, this is David Ewan, Creator Spoon. David, how many times have I yelled at you? Too many. Yeah, I mean, you and I have a pretty like we have a really fun relationship. Yeah, he's, a, he's a terrible person. But, yeah, you know, but I believe in him because no one else can do it. You have to be as terrible as this little. African American Napoleon in order to succeed. <laughs> no, I'm saying no, but it's true. It's true. No one else can do it but him. Honestly, no one can say, "Oh man, he doesn't know what he's doing." He knows what he's doing. Well, you, no one has that drive, and that's why I respect him. Even though 
he yells at me and makes me feel like a little two-year-old boy, but that's all right. <laughs> that's okay. Because he, know, because he will do what he has to do. He never makes us feel like we owe him anything mm-hmm. except get your pages in and our loyalty. And, you know, that's, that's it. For what the, else do you need? For the record, I think David, I try to treat David like a two-year-old man. <laughs> but, you know, not a two-year-old boy. But <laughs> I try to treat him like a like a milk boy. <laughs> oh, oh my god, <laughs> smoke that short. Sorry, 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 sorry. Oh, Cheap shot, folks. Cheap I'm shot. Finishing the rum. Cheap shot. All right. So uh anyways, folks, I, I, I they they always love to do this little thing. Don't do it. Please don't do it. I'm not Trump or Kim Jong un. You don't need to <laughs> praise me. Um uh so Blake, what do you um? What's your thoughts? I'm not even sure what the question was. I forgot what David Spiel, but like a, the overall experience. Yeah, I, yeah I overall think experience. it was really nice. Like um, like it didn't feel like you were forcing me to do anything. Like, oh, yeah. like you were very accommodating. Like I appreciate like just everything. Like letting me stay and like just having me here. Period. Cause it's not it's I don't I don't know a lot of people that would do that. They'd be like, oh, get your own room. Get get this oh we'll see you like you paying for people's sickness and you making sure we aid and just making sure like we're safe and all that like i i really appreciate that and just from like you not even like knowing who i was like like you, you know me but like just me uh, in person nice guy yeah what a nice guy man yeah man you were you were raymond would get along <laughs> you and raymond would get along now that David, Raymond and all jokes aside about Jay, Odin, <laughs> Raymond and Blake, because Raymond, Raymond's kind of, yeah, because Raymond's from the South too, uh-huh. and Raymond's kind of got that, you know, Raymond, like Raymond's like, Raymond, Raymond, if you did a chart of the people in the company who are the most like, bar none, Raymond is at the top. Can you say that? <laughs> No, Raymond. No, Raymond is really funny, but I'm the funniest. I said the most liked. The most liked. Nah, I'm the most liked. Oh Jesus! The most liked because I mean, like Raymond is never controversial. Oh, wow. Wow. I'm just kidding. Just kidding, Raymond. In Shit. case you're listening, Raymond, <laughs> just okay, I'm just Raymond, trolling. Raymond, I'm bully eatering you right now. <laughs> no, I, I I'm just I'm just kidding because I know you got bully eat me. But Raymond, Raymond is a creator bully eater. Raymond's also very religious, and so he's gonna curse you. <laughs> <laughs> really oh uh, no! Yeah, so uh, all right. hell I go. Uh, all right, so uh, Luke, man, and and please borrow anything about me. Just talk about the show. What did you the experience from this thing? Well, yeah, it does include you a little bit, but it's just that this was just a confirmation to me, like, what they say is true. Like, it's not easy, like, to try and get to a certain point. Like, there are a lot of sacrifices that have to be made. There's a lot you have to do, but I'm just happy to see that. I I know that one day we're going to get to where we need to be as long as we keep doing what we're doing. Yeah! Yeah. Yeah! Uh, So, all right, so so real quickly then, so uh, we're going to just... Finish up. I wish we could get questions and stuff, but we can't. Uh, and probably Anchor again. Anchor, work on your app. I'm sure that there's some way you could make it where we could do this and then get questions in and we could answer, you know, like we could announce that we're doing this on Anchor and then whoever's got Anchor who wants to ask us questions could do so ahead of time. But, anyways, uh, David, so Spoon Volume 1, we're going to be releasing that as an E tank. Oh, thank God. So, uh, so you know, so you're gonna have a chance to, and the, you, the unique thing about the tank that we do for Spoon is it's gonna have two full volumes in it, right? So it's gonna be nice. lots of pages. That's right. Right, and so we got a lot of extra things we're trying to put in there. 
Uh, we've got I got to corral David to make it happen. This is, in fact, believe it or not, this is one of those things that I've yelled at David many times for. But uh, but David, you're going to be doing that. You're going to help make sure we get this thing done. That's right. It's going to happen very soon. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Anyways, that should be pretty fun, folks. Uh, Spoon is a really great series. You guys get a chance. It's uh, you know, it's kind of like berserk, but but I, I mean, I I can see. I'm, I tell people all the time whenever I talk to my old colleagues in the video game industry or. Uh, in entertainment, I tell them that Spoon is what the series that I know could be a movie because the minute you hear the story about a guy who got turned to a spoon, his town got turned to a kitchen, and he's on a mission to kill the elf or whatever it is that created the spoon. Find the elf, not kill him. Find the elf. What is, what, he kills everybody else. Why would he no, kill them? No, 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 no. <laughs> he kills everybody else. I'm a very else. passive, kind person, folks. I don't believe in killing. Folks, this, this, this little spoon kills everything in his path. Uh, <laughs> I'm curious. Uh, Oh, anyways, this is what I always tell people, folks. David hates it, but and and along the way, you know, Spoon as he's trying to you know go on this crusade to get revenge, he fights a variety of you know interesting characters like you know like knife and fork and meatloaf and spaghetti. <laughs> and uh, that's coming, folks. That's coming. That's my editorial edict to David. He knows he's got to do it, so it's coming. Uh, all right. So then, uh, so then, Lukeman, Lukeman, when will we see a volume one of Better Off Figure? I'm planning to get the chapters done by the end of this year. That way we can get into the preparation stage early next year. So, so, you play, so the plan would be, because so, again, this is the key thing here. Yeah. How many how many installments of Better Figure do we have? Um, Completed. Well, that's a lot, but no, we're, we're on chapter three. Right we're on chapter three, and I know you had the, yeah. the previous sort of thing, the pilot mm-hmm. piece, but you're on chapter three. Yes, sir. And page-wise, it's like what, 80, 90? Um, around that, yeah. yeah. Maybe close to 100. Right, I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, because your standard manga, manga volume is usually between six and seven chapters, assuming yeah. each chapter is about anywhere from 18 to 30 pages. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, then, so then you're going to get to seven or so, because you're going to be, you're going to get to six, seven chapters, you're going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of like 160, maybe 200 pages. Mm-hmm. It's going to be somewhere, it usually should be somewhere above 50 pages, 150 pages. Yeah. So with that being said, then, so you you think, and I mean, there's no right answer here, but you yeah. think, Better Off Vigorant Volume 1 could come out in 2019. Yes, sir, possible. It's definitely possible. Okay. Our first chapter was 63 pages. Yeah. So that kind of puts us at a bit of a, like, jump right there. But I'm just hoping that we can get to, at least to Chapter 6. I think that would be a good stopping point. Okay. Just one chapter at a time. That's what I'm yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. And then finally, Blake Showers, Tortuga Force 5. Yeah. First chapter, folks, won't appear for months. Blake, mm-hmm. <laughs> when will you do your volume one? September. It, <laughs> what? <laughs> September what? Oh, vo- oh, volume. Okay, I thought you meant chapter. My bad. Um, <laughs> volume. Um. I mean, I know that right now the plan is he's gonna do a short story, folks. It's gonna appear in the September issue of Saturday AM. One of our September issues. You're gonna love it. I'm confident in that. And then, but the thing is that you gotta tell us you loved it. And if you, yeah. you tell us you loved it, and Blake feels really inspired and and, and 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 interested, which I know he's already got some ideas about. And then conversely, you know, we see that oh, this is definitely where we need to be. Then, uh, you know, then we'll you know go forward with that and put together the opportunity to have the series, uh, have the comic appear as a series within Saturday AM, and then they'll put us on a pathway in terms of frequency and uh, consistency to then have a volume one come out in. I would say... 2019? Oh, 2019. Late um, 2019? 
I would say fallish. I like fall. Fall twenty nineteen. Yeah, what's third quarter? Yeah. Right. Third quarter. Fourth quarter is like if you don't have fourth quarter, then it ain't coming out. So third quarter twenty nineteen. You heard it here, folks. The two good fourth five. One year after it has its first pilot, you know, chapter. Uh, Blake Police will have a chapter one. So I don't know. We'll see. I can tell you that we expect to have Clock Striker completed by the end of twenty eighteen. This people are expecting it heavily. And then we expect to have uh, Massive Multiplayer World of Ghosts completed in the first quarter, Volume 1, completed in the first quarter of 2019. We hope to get that series out as well. So, so anyways, folks, I think that's going to do it for our little live chat here. Uh, we've chatted for a while. We've imbibed some alcohol. We've told some jokes. <laughs> we've uh, enjoyed each other's company. We've texted uh, mysterious uh, <laughs> milk boys. Um... Uh, Lukeman, uh, any final words? What's up? <laughs> he said, what's up? Thank you. Thanks. Uh, okay, Blake? Just thank you again. I really appreciate everything. Yeah, Blake, folks, look, here's the part I love. Blake's got to walk to his car, <laughs> and the only protection I'm going to give him is David, which means that he very possibly might get attacked. <laughs> no more milk boys. <laughs> ah. uh, what? <laughs> 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 Alright, and then David, anything? I love y'all. Lee Spoon, very spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, folks. Folks, that calls it in to uh, episode 7. I think we're going to try to wait for White, but we may, uh, well, we will wait for White, but I'll, I'll do that at a later uh, segment of the Anchor uh, recording operation, and uh, that'll allow us to uh, place it within the uh, full podcast, which will be available on Monday, May. Uh, 21st. So, thank everyone again for listening. Uh, we will be back uh, with our exclusive interview with White and then some final thoughts from me regarding the show as we finish its conclusion day, uh, Sunday uh, the uh, 20th. So, that's it everybody. Take care. Hey everyone, this is Frederick um, and today is Monday May 21st and I am uh, back home. Um it is obviously been a very long uh, time and trip. I'm, I'm uh, exhausted. You know, I, I got in late last night, and you know we didn't go far, but still, you know, the the, the, the place Philly is not that far from where I live at, but still, uh, you know, it's still still quite a few hours away. And so by the time I got home, I just was tired. Um, I, uh, you know, my dog came back last night. Well, parents brought my dog over and just was tired I just can't put it any other way than that um so I slept in today and I've got a ton of work to do I mean I've got you know Saturday a.m. mission number 87 Saturday p.m. mission number two uh just work 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 all the way through and it's just it's just a crazy time for us but uh but you know I did want to uh you know talk a bit about um want to talk a bit about uh just this episode and what this episode was meant to be I still think we accomplished some of it, but it's still not exactly where I wanted it to be. So, obviously, the episode was meant to be a multi-day experience about where we we're going with the, you know, what it's like to do a convention, all the sort of, you know, things that go into the convention, and uh, and it wasn't uh, exactly that because uh, ultimately we got caught uh, with just the standard thing that happens, which is, you know, you've got a lot of stuff to do and you've got a very limited time to do it. And then other matters, you know, kind of step into the mix, which make it difficult to uh, focus on something like this, which is really kind of an extra. You know, our core business is 
you know, trying to sell subscriptions and make people aware of Saturday Night and things like that. And we just didn't have a chance to do that. And so just to put things in perspective, you know, Saturday night, you know, you, you obviously heard myself and David Yoon and, uh, and uh, Lukeman and Blake, you know, kind of have just a funny, you know, chat and experience because we uh, had had a great dinner. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, so we just had a good time to kind of talk. Uh, White had actually gone to meet a family member, and the last time I brought White to the East Coast, uh, he didn't have a chance to do that. He, he actually didn't get with his family member while he was near her. So this time he wanted to take an opportunity, we were, and we're glad he did. Um, but just the way Sundays are, because this was Saturday night, the way Sundays are, it's really difficult to do much more than kind of what you've got on your plate. Your big things on, the, on that day or if you've got panels, we had two. We had two. Yeah, two panels we had to do that day. If you, you know, if you've got inventory you want to try to sell, so you don't have to try to bring it back with you, then you try to get rid of that inventory. And we have, we obviously always have a lot of inventory uh, with our books and, and prints and things like that. And then last but not least, you know, you then try to, you know, segue into uh, trying to, you know, set everything up, check out of your hotel, get to the airport on time because the show ends at four o'clock. And you know, the traditional aspect is that. You know, people probably have to catch planes or trains anywhere from, you know, 5 or 6 p.m. Uh, I took the latest flight that was going to work for me, and that was 8.40. But, you know, beyond that, you know, you, you got, you know, some really late, uh, you get, you know, it's just really tight. It's a very tight window. Check out of the hotel, things like that. So I just didn't get a chance, even though I spent a lot of time with White on Sunday, I just did not get a chance to, to interview him uh, for the show. So we will do an episode just with White when we guest host and we have a chance to chat and talk about things from there. But when it comes to uh, everyone else uh, that was there, obviously, I would have liked to have gotten some of the panels. My biggest regret is I didn't get the panels because that's the number one request that we get from our fans is to get the panels. And we just don't do the panels. Um, it's, not that, you know, it's not that we don't want to. We had a brilliant panel on diversity that I did. We had a great panel on the economics of comics and manga that I did. But the fact of the matter is that we did not do I didn't take the phone, set the app uh, to, to run uh, while I was doing these panels. White and I did a great panel. It was a really fun experience using Comic Draw, the comic book creation app, uh, where we had people compete against white manga. It was awesome, and we just didn't do it. Uh, we had microphones every one of these things, so having the app running would have been really smart, uh, and I just didn't think to do it. You know, I'm, I'm in my 40s. I've gone through so many of these shows. It's ridiculous. Uh, I've been going to these shows longer than some of the folks that have been alive, and I just, you know, I didn't think to set the app out and run it. Uh, like I said, you know, when you're in that mode of trying to get things done uh, in a given day, especially a day like Sunday where you're trying to pack everything up and, and get out of there, uh, uh, you know, your day is already, your mind is just constantly reeling, and uh, that's what happened with us. So uh, it kind of sucks on that end. I'm, I'm really, I'm really disappointed that we did not make that happen. But um, nonetheless, I feel really excited that we were in a position to exercise this. So, um, so yeah, I'm really, I'm really proud of all of our guys. Uh, I gotta say, you know, um, you know, Saturday night, when we sat down, uh, myself, White, Lukeman, Blake, and, and David, and we had drinks, and, we had not drinks, we had pizza. We, had, we were going to go, because again, the money situation is tight, folks. It's really tight at these shows. You know, you're trying to make money, and, uh, and, um, or at least break even. And so that's always a difficult proposition. It really is. 
but you know we had made plans to kind of go to this pizza place that was reasonable uh, and nice had excellent reviews so we you know we walked over to the place uh, and they were closed they closed at eight o'clock so then there was like another hole in the wall place right next to it it was nowhere did look did not look anywhere near as nice uh, floors were sticky and, and warped you know you know you take a step and like your foot would kind of dip into the crevice it was a really tight little tiny spot really unattractive place I mean extremely unattractive place uh, it's called Polly's I think but I gotta tell you folks you know, we sat down and you know we had such an amazing group that we were able to laugh I was able to catch some of the game you know the, the uh, uh, LeBron Cavs versus the Celtics uh, LeBron won thank God but we sat down and we had such a fun time we had such a fun time and we were able to just eat and, and relax and the pizza was oh my god the pizza was so good it was so good for me. so uh so yeah you know and i was just in that moment and of course we get back to the hotel and we did have some drinks we were able to kind of relax but we get back to the hotel and i just and i just was thinking to myself based on the exchange we had, had earlier that day with someone who was saying what we needed to do to get more attention and i just was thinking to myself you know we deserve attention because we work hard we deserve attention because we produce really good work. We deserve attention because we were the first to do what other people are getting credit for doing. And, and you know, I've been doing this a long time enough to know that those, all those reasons are frankly the truth and, and frankly are what matters. That's what journalism should do. Journalism is not picking and choosing battles. Journalism is not, you know, choosing people because they've got an SEO quality in their thing. Journalism is not choosing people because they live next to you. You know, journalism should be just that, you know, you, you try to rep you know, represent people who are doing honestly good work and who are trying to go into areas where people were not. Our work has spoken for itself. You know, we've generated the fandom. We've done the things we need to do. But the thing that really you know, speaks to me, the, the thing that makes me just continue with this, even when we make mistakes like that, recording these sessions at the shows and stuff, because, you know, we, we don't do these shows every month, so to record these things like the diversity panel is a really worthwhile panel to record because it's, it's, it's there are a lot of questions that come from it that people love it they're engaged and uh you know yeah we should be doing that and uh so you know so as much as i kick myself for things like that and there's plenty of things we do wrong plenty of mistakes we make. you know I, for those of you who listen to us and follow us i never want to deceive you <laughs> we're not perfect by any stretch of the imagination white makes mistakes i make mistakes you know our team make mistakes but we deserve, you know, to, to be recognized for what we're doing. There's no if, and, or buts about that. Um, you know, we, we do really solid stuff. Um, we've got a really solid fan base. We do these shows to meet and interact with our fans and people who don't know us. You know, not because we're going to make a ton of money. We do it because, you know, the, the gleam that, that, that a parent gets in their eyes or an aunt or an uncle, when they see what we're doing, the diversity of content that we're producing and providing, the attention to detail that we take towards creating really interesting intellectual property, the way that our creators are as individuals, it, you know, that's, that's, that's worth everything. That's, that, is, that is literally at the heart of everything. Just creating that joy in that young person when they see what we're capable of doing, that means everything. And so when I sit there and we have dinner and, you know, you know, pizza at this little crappy restaurant and things like that. We just spend time together. You know, myself, you know, a Korean American, a Nigerian American, uh, another Nigerian American, you know, uh, uh, an African American with Blake um, and Frederick Ward and Mark Reed. 
Uh, in fact, this was a very black show for us. So we had more black people in the show than we've had really at any convention. Usually, in fact, at a couple of conventions, I was the only black person. But when we have this group, and you all get to see these amazing people, I just, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure the person who who was trying to tell us why we weren't getting the press that some other groups got, and again, I'm 40 years old, been doing this a long time. I'm pretty, I think I know why we didn't get the press. It's not a, it's not something I personally need to be educated about. I've been doing this too long to have to get an education on this stuff. But I really want that person, other people, to understand that you know the reason we focus that we deserve is because we've got good people. We don't have prima donnas. We don't have people who are trying to, uh, you know, get press. They're trying to work on both sides to get some press for themselves, and then get press for whatever someone's, you know, just blindly throwing money at. As long as that person has money, until that money runs out. We've got really good people. You can hear it when you listen to the podcast the other night. You can hear it when you, you can see it when you see the videos of us on Instagram just hanging out. But these are nerds and geeks of every race and ethnicity who don't belittle each other because of where they come from, who don't make fun of each other or, or dismiss each other because of what their gender is, their race. I mean, the head of the company, three of the principals of the company are black. And it doesn't change anything. One of our all-time fantastic great artists is a white woman from Hungary. And she slots in with a bunch of people of color as easily as the wind blows. You can sit there and laugh and have a ball because again, at the, at the end of the day, we're no different than anyone who reads our comics or reads any comics. You know, we're just as, as normal and fun of a group of people like I could ever in a million years ask for. And we're dedicated. The fact that we've been doing this, the first, the reason that matters, it's not, it doesn't matter because of our individual ego. I think people who see that, they really are missing the picture. They're not really listening to us. The reason it matters is because we were the first. The slings and arrows we took along the pathway of doing it. We did it long before Black Panther came out, long before Wonder Woman came out. No one, I, and I, again, I, this is extraordinary to me, I have to say this, but I remember clearly talking about this before websites even thought this was an issue before they got seduced by you know so and so's trying to make manga you know so and so related to this 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 big brand that we'd love to have SEO wise on our article on folks long before that when we were when I was talking about this back in 2012 and 2013 I remember the conversations from all from some of the big websites who focused on anime manga who suggested this was not an issue diversity is not an issue you don't need diversity Anime manga already is diverse, which is ridiculous and a smack in the face of those of us who are of color, who don't get represented in anime manga at all. We've long talked about this. We talked about it long before. And the reason why that matters, for those of you who are confused by this, let me be clear about this. The reason that matters is precisely because to be the first doing it means that we've done it the longest and the most consistent and we're still here our creators are still here the folks who went through the bat are still here the folks who got beat up and made fun of are still here 
the folks who had to showcase that diversity wasn't just a concept, that you could have a black person at the helm, a white woman in Hungary, a Korean person, uh, a person from Australia, a person from New Zealand, a person from Latin America, a person from Africa, all these groups working together consistently, producing higher and higher quality content for 86 issues and growing with the video game coming, with animation uh, being worked on, that we could get from that point in 2013 when the company officially founded to today, that's why us being the first matters. The groups who've come after and who seem to somehow magically get press, they don't last. They flame big and people help them flame very big and then they flame right on out. We've built what we do consistently time and time again. And folks, unless let me, let me correct any, any misperceptions which seem to exist at times and times with us about the idea of whether or not uh, there's a confusion about what our two brands are. There is no confusion. Our brand and any other brand that's like Saturday AM is like Saturday AM. Saturday AM is literally what it was. We were the first to talk about diversity. We are the most diverse. The world's most diverse. We've traveled. We know exactly who else is out there from France to Italy to Latin America. We know where we stand, and we were at the damn top of that list. We were the only ones who talked about this. We're the only ones who consistently done it, and we're the only ones who had that much diversity. I enjoy what we do, not because it's easy. I enjoy it because the people, the looks on the faces of those young people and their parents to what we're doing tells us that we're doing the right thing. The notes that we get from people who are inspired by us, who, who maybe never will even work with us, but they were inspired by us, including, by the way, our competitors, who most of them came from our politmonger group. Again, these are things that will get, will get put in the article, the news articles the quote-unquote PR that they have, but trust and believe, we certainly, have, we certainly have the data to know that they came from us. If they didn't want to join Saturday AM, if they didn't try to join Saturday AM, then they were certainly within the community of Saturday AM. The smiles on the faces we see from those kids and then the joy that I personally feel being associated with some of the coolest realist, most loyal and loving people that I've ever in my life experienced throughout a decade plus of some of the higher levels of corporate America. I've never seen anything like Saturday Night ever. I've never been privileged enough to be a part of something like that. And the fact that I am today, and it's a company that I'm a principal of, is, uh, is, is, I will go, I will fight, you know, anyone who tries to tell us that there's a reason why we don't get pressed because there is no reason why we don't get pressed other than the fact that people just aren't deciding to write about us. Maybe because, maybe because we are so normal, because we're not that sexy. Maybe because we are just kind of, you know, normal people. We're not, the, you know, we're not the prettiest. We're not the coolest. You know, I think we're cool, but perhaps that's why. You know, we don't have the stylish hair. We don't wear the sexiest fashions. Maybe that has something to do with it. Perhaps those people should ask themselves that. There is nothing more we need to do except continue doing what we're doing. And what will be fun to watch, and I hope, and I want you all to see this too, is the catch-up game. 
from the news media who did who did reject us, who did neglect us. The catch-up game of when they do finally pay attention to us, for whatever reason, I'm sure something will happen that will force them to all of a sudden come around, and then to watch a scramble of why they never gave us credit, or watch a scramble of how they try to rephrase us after having anointed other groups as being, you know, this diverse relationship to manga and anime. I'm really, really proud of our guys. I wish you guys, uh, I hope this episode shows at least some of what makes me so enamored with what we've built here at Saturday Inn, because I really am. I love these guys more than anything. So again, you know, I, I apologize profusely that we did not record um, the podcast, uh, you know, elements that I wanted, such as the panels and such. I uh, profusely apologize for not getting White Manga, who is our superstar, on the chat, but I promise you we'll do a full episode, uh, just he and I ripping on various things. Uh, in fact, I've already got an idea for that, so I think you guys will enjoy it, because it, it merges some other things that he's into. Uh, we had, he and I had, we had a great conversation in the car, David Yoon, uh, creator of Spoon, took us to the airport, and we had, the three of us had a, it was a really fun time, just, just a little drive we had to do. But uh, we had a fun time driving through the city. Philadelphia is gorgeous on Sunday, absolutely gorgeous. And it stopped raining for once, and the sun was out. People were on the street. It's a really, really beautiful city. And as we're going through there, heading to the airport, you know, we're just listening to music. And so it was a really good little moment between uh, White and uh, David Nunn. And uh, that gives me an idea of how to put that together for a future uh, podcast. But uh, as of now, though, that, that, uh, that's pretty much all I can really say. If you guys had a chance, we will, I will most certainly, in a future podcast, kind of run through uh, what we did uh, or, or panel discussions that we've had, uh, such as uh, uh, economics of comics and manga, which is really an intriguing discussion because it really talks about the personal responsibility of artists and writers and ways that you can kind of navigate that space ways that you can produce quality content for cheap and how to do that in a way that will get you the sort of relationship that you're looking for with the uh, other groups you know you want companies and retailers and uh and, and potential fans uh to be able to notice you and of course as we indicated before press to notice you you want that to happen so we try to put this together in a way that will actually do that, and uh, and that's tough. You know, it's not an easy gig to do. It's not an easy thing to do. But uh, but uh, you know, we want to try to showcase those elements because we want all the future artists and writers out there who do follow us to uh, you know to, to have a, a good scope as to what they need to do. So we will do something in the future on the podcast with the economics and manga panel information that I that I provided. We'll do that here in the podcast. Likewise, the diversity panel is something that's always requested. We have typically a tremendous amount of people who come out for this. And I must say, this is a, now the fourth time I've done the panel. We had standing room only in New York. We had a really solid crowd that came in like right when I already started the panel. Like, they weren't there initially. And I thought, oh man, diversity doesn't seem to really matter. And then like, you know, a good chunk of people came in uh, right when I sat down and ready to start recording. And, uh, and it was very lively and people can, we had a great, we had a professor from Rutgers who was really impressed with it. And so, so yeah, you know, I think we'll definitely do the diversity in manga, uh, an episode about that and just spend some time going through the presentation that I've given now several times 
uh, and make sure you guys are uh, at least have a chance to weigh in on that. So, um, so that's it. That's all we got. Uh, again, we're back home. Um, uh, the, the prints are put up. The books are put up. Uh, the big banners we've got to put up. We've got to do some better job with our banners. Our banners start to dip and drag a little bit. And that's really starting to anger me. So we got to find a way to get the banner to look as sharp and crisp as we can when we outline the booth. I think we're also going to start doing some new stuff on the booths as well because we, we've got to start improving uh, the quality of our booth. We, we've, got a, we've got an attractive booth. We have lots of material for people to check out and see. We've got all of our books, but we've got to do a better job. We just have to do a better job when it comes to the booth that makes it conducive to selling stuff. We've got to try. And I think, I think we can pull it off. I think it's certainly something we can do. We've got to, we've got to try to do it. Um, so, um, yeah, so that's, that's it. Um, so we'll be back this week. We're going to do, uh, we're shooting for seven episodes this week, folks. Not seven, sorry. We're shooting for five episodes this week, folks. So the episode today, of course, is the episode about the, the convention, Wizard World Philly Comic Con. It's in the bag. This podcast is in the bag. It's all done. Uh, tomorrow, we'll do a podcast that will feature myself and another guest. And I'll try to make the episode of White Manga happen this week. Uh, and uh, hopefully we can make that happen. I'm really excited about the idea. I've got the theme I have for that episode and, and what I think White Knight will be able to do uh, in that episode. So, um, so that's it. Yeah, so again, uh, thank you guys so much for uh, listening to us, and thank you so much for supporting Saturday M Daily. Again, uh, a couple of key things. If you want to support Saturday M, go to our website and subscribe. It's www.saturday-am.com. Go to our website, subscribe, so you have a chance to check out the best, most diverse shonen manga and seinen manga on the planet. Check it out. It's just $5 for subscription to Saturday AM. $25 gets you a subscription to Saturday AM and PM. It allows you to advertise with us and fun things like that. So go, go, go advertise. www.saturday-am.com uh, forward slash subscribe. Go and subscribe to the magazine. Uh, likewise, uh, you know, we talked about this all weekend long. I can't help but talk about it again today. If you are an artist who's wanting to create content, you must go digital if you want to do it in an effective manner. So please look at our partner, Plask, P-L-A-S-Q, the makers of Comic Draw. This is an application that I and White Manga are huge fans of. We wholeheartedly endorse this product. It's only on I iOS, which means Android, uh, sorry, not Android, iPad, unfortunately. But it is still worth your time. You can get an iPad now for just $300. You can get an Apple Pencil for $100. And you can get this app for $10. And folks, with this app, you can do it all. You can uh, import your dialogue and then just immediately touch it and turn it into a speech bubble. You can draw, sketch. You can change your pencil densities. You can ink, you can change your pencil, your, your, your pen and ink densities. You can choose different color options if you want to go for color that is, uh, you know, straightforward and flat. You can go for color that is more uh, detailed. You can go for color that feels more uh, uh, painted, Copic looks, Copic marker looks, and so on, things of that nature. Uh, you, you've got it all right there in one app. You can even kind of package it up and distribute it via a distribution methodology they have called Comic Connect. You can do all of that in the app for $10. And folks, the reason we're partnered with them 
not only do they make a great app, not only do they listen to us so that we can tell them from our use studies what we like and what we don't like, but they do one thing really, really, really well. They don't beg you for money. So there's no in-app purchases, there's no like, hey, we decided to upload some new stuff today, pay another $10 and you get access to all this new important stuff. They don't do that. It's just $10. They make no money off you buying an iPad or buying an Apple Pencil and they're able to use that. So please, check out Comic Draw, the Comics Creation app. The company and their website is Plask, that's www.plask.com. And last but not least, folks, uh, please, if you want to advertise with us, ads are now open for issue 87. Issue 86 just came out. Ads for issue 87 are now available. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. You can do so literally right now. Buy an ad starting at just $10. At just $10, folks, you can buy an ad. A magazine is promoted and seen by thousands, and I mean thousands, of people. So please, give yourself a chance. If you've got a content you want to produce, and you're like, I want to be in Saturday M. We can't publish everybody, folks. You know, we've got a very short list of uh, things we can do in terms of publishing right now. So, you know, we're kind of hands full and we've got some stuff coming with Summer Manga. But otherwise than that, we can make sure we promote your work. And we've got a very aggressive price to kind of get people used to promoting their work. It's something that you should be doing. So you can check that out at www.saturday-am.com forward slash ads and then select issue 87. Check out the ad spaces we have there, ads starting at $10, and I promise you'll be happy you did. All right, folks, that's it. We will talk to you later. Again, this is Frederick L. Jones, founder and publisher of Saturday AM. Distinct pleasure of mine to publish and to have pulled together an amazing group of creators. Again, I can't tell you uh, just this weekend how big a smile I had on my face interacting with so many amazing people from Frederick Ward and Mark Reed. Uh, Mark Reed is just a really sweet guy to Blake Showers, another really sweet guy, uh, down to, of course, uh, uh, my, my first uh, real get, the young young man, White Manga, uh, and of course, uh, David Union, someone who's just a, is a fantastic personal friend of mine at this point. Young Luke Minotic-Loro, super talented young guy. Uh, this is Saturday AM, and uh, I'm just beyond honored to be a part of this group. Thank you for supporting us, Saturday AM Daily, episode number seven. This is a wrap. See you tomorrow.